You're listening to Marketing News Canada, Canada's number one show featuring the brightest minds in marketing, PR, and digital advertising. Welcome to another episode of Marketing News Canada. I am thrilled to introduce you to Nabil. He has spent the past 15 years endeavoring to launch marketing campaigns that don't look like marketing campaigns. He is a creative director at the AND Partnership. Uh, that's that cool little ampersand thing, the thing you see in the middle of A&W, and an instructor at OCAD University. Nabil has helped develop innovative solutions across multiple media platforms for clients such as Canada Post. Shout out to them for being one of our sponsors of our show. Tell us who actually powers our show. They are the internet that we use here at our headquarters, TD, Samsung, and Emeritus Airlines. He has been fortunate enough to sit in boardrooms across the world from Chicago to Seoul to Dubai to Sydney. And that's not just Sydney, British Columbia, but probably Sydney, Australia, he's referencing, and has received national and international recognition at award shows including Cannes, NYF, ADCCs, and the FEs. But it's not all glitz and glamour. He's also had to dress up in a chicken costume for a series of ads, but that's a story for another time. Nabil, thank you for being here. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. So um, I want to get right to Canada Post because I am a huge fan. Actually, before they even became a sponsor, I would subscribe to their magazine called Insight Magazine. Uh, and it was fun just even getting a magazine. And back in the olden days, I'm going to say, they used to do like kind of a large format. And some months it would actually like smell like chocolate. Uh, some months it was like made of a wetsuit material. Um, were you, were you involved in the insight process back then or when did you start with Canada Post? Um, so Canada Post, we've been lucky enough to work with them for the past, uh, two years and, and a half nearly, I would say, um, I would say our role with the insight magazine is, um, very minimal. I would love to take credit or more credit for what, uh, they're doing with insight, but, um, it's really all them. Uh, I, I, it's funny. And, you know, I'm not just saying this because, um, you know, there are partners, but uh, Inside Magazine really is one of, I think, the best marketing magazines in the country. Yes. It's funny, just because it's not out there, people don't maybe know enough about no. it, but it, it's uh, it's a big source of inspiration for myself, for my team, and for a lot of people that, um, yeah, that uh, that have read it and, and received one, one copy of it. It's just like, okay, when's the next copy coming? So, yeah, yeah they're, they're doing a phenomenal job of that. It's really cool. And as far as um, actions, like when you think of Canada Post, what are some of the, some of the campaigns that you're, you're proud of or you're excited about? And, and can you even allude to any things that are kind of coming down the pipeline from them? Um, so there's, there's, there's some stuff coming down the pipeline. I, yeah, I, I won't say much about it, but I will say that um, as an organization, they are really putting a lot of time and effort and energy into uh, becoming a, a, a stronger, better version of themselves and making sure that they provide the service and um, uh, and the amenities that Canadians um, really require and, and look for Canada Post to. So they're doing an, an immense job and we're a small part of that, but we're really helping them um, sort of figure out how to communicate um, their messages um, and what they're doing to the country out, out into all the Canadians. So you asked about... Um, Favorite campaigns? Yeah, we've done a couple of we've done a couple of fun ones with um, with them. We worked on a a holiday campaign that uh, some people may have seen last year, which was we basically brought to life a couple of mailboxes and had them sort of sing this 
funny Christmas carol of sorts um, as they are uh, waiting for the mailman to come because all they want is basically more mail <laughs> in their you know, And it was funny because we actually had multiple meetings where we would sit down and we had to give the, the uh, different mailboxes personalities, right? So we had to give them personalities and voices and backgrounds. So it was a super fun project. And, you know, it came at uh, one of the, um, the, the kind of tail end of that first year of the pandemic when a lot of us, again, were going through a big roller coaster of, of, of dealing with the pandemic and in our personal lives and our professional lives. And it was sort of, if you remember that time of year when we were kind of done with the seriousness of COVID and we needed some comic relief a little bit. So um, I think it was the perfect time for kind of post to, to bring a little bit more joy to their messaging. Um, and yeah, it was a, it was a fun one. Uh, definitely look out for it if you haven't seen it. It's amazing. Amazing. And for you, what do you love most about the job? And you're like, you know, I'll give you an example. So you say we have students listening to the show right now. And if you could speak to a student and, and in marketing today, especially that it's, it's such a huge umbrella where it's like you could go and become a, a media buyer, a digital ads manager, a social media manager. You could become an account manager. Um, you could go into agency side. You could go brand side. What do you, in, in, in the role you play, maybe describe it for people. And, and what do you like, man? Maybe argue is like, you should join and become this specific role because this is what's so great about it. Yeah, I'll tell you, um, you know what, I'll go, I'll go a little bit back for this. And if I'm, uh, if I'm taking too long to answer, you just, uh, just give me a heads up. But I'll, I'll tell you what got me into advertising uh, at the beginning. So uh, this goes back a million years ago to when I was in university. I was studying a BA, so, so business administration degree. And I was taking your regular slew of accounting, finance, finance, economics, all those kind of courses. And, you know, nothing was really sort of stirring my soul. And actually, it was just draining a lot of my, my joy. And then I took this, this um, elective, which was a marketing elective. And then it was um, sort of like, do you remember, I don't know if you remember the movie Pleasantville. Yes. But it was course. basically this, yeah. this yeah, the movie where um, it started off in black and white and as the characters kind of gain enlightenment, the movie yeah. turned into color. That's a great that's reference. Exactly, it's been so long. That's so cool. Yeah. So that's exactly how I felt like taking my first marketing courses and my first advertising courses. It was wow. just like, wow, there is, there's another side to business. It doesn't all have to be the economics and the finance. There is a side where you can put in a lot of your personality, a lot of your love for music and the arts and design and messaging and communication. There's a part to play in that in the business world. Um, and that's what, what I, I love about uh, advertising specifically. I know advertising is a, is a small part of uh, the marketing pie, but uh, in my sense, I just loved that, um, you know, it was, it felt like you could be the most creative in an advertising uh, uh, role. Not to say that you can't be creative in other roles, of course, but, you know, there's a reason why creatives are called creatives in advertising because they're really exploring such a wide gamut of inspiration to bring forth a customer's message. So yeah, I, so, so going back to your question, um, why would I, or why would people get into advertising? I think if you're interested in communication, if you're interested in music and design and architecture and messaging and, and, and psychology, I think, and the business of all that together, that really comes together um, uh, with advertising. So that's what brought me into it. And uh, yeah, that's why I still love it today. It's amazing. So read only this question. 
Um, mm -hmm. Someone's like, hey, they show up to a job in marketing and they're a digital ads coordinator and they, they manage the ads, they review them, they analyze them, or they're a, you know kind of an analysis, like they manage the Google Analytics and they get the reporting. But if you're a creative director, your job is to show up and, and come up with those like blue sky, out of the box, you know, um, kind of, you call it those shower moment ideas. So <laughs> what does that look like practically? Because, you know, it, some people say, you know, it, the term genius, you know, you, we hear about genius bars that are in Apple stores now, right? But the root word of the word genius actually comes from the term meaning from the genie because they believe that people were geniuses, uh, felt that they were, you know, spirit infused or had these ideas that were inspired by uh, the invisible. And so, again, we've since used it for more like intelligence, but really it comes from like those inspirational moments. So how do you nurture genius ideas using the root word of from the genie? Um, that's a, that's a, a great question and it's big and it's loaded. And thankfully, it doesn't only fall on the shoulders of um, the creatives. Um, th thankfully, an agency is comprised of a lot of people that really play the right roles to be able to bring forward creative solutions to client uh, challenges. So I think, you know, a, a lot of, um, maybe I'll get some flack for this, but a lot of, a lot of creatives are sort of think that they should be the center of attention. They're kind of prima donnas. I'm the one that's coming up with the ideas that, that you know, so, so on and so forth. But yeah, it's not, in my experience, it's, it, that never works. That never works. It's a truly collaborative process. And I will tell you a million times a day, someone from the strategy department or the account department or someone uh, on our creative team says something that I, makes me think, wow, I would have never have thought of that. So it's really a, it's really a team effort. And it is only when you have a tight team around you that you're going to get to great work. I can guarantee you, if you have an agency of people who aren't working together and you have one genius, you know, that agency is not getting anywhere. It's really a, a, um, a team effort of everyone getting together. And right, right from the start, I would say, right from when we get a brief from a client and we figure out here is the, the challenge, here's the issue that a client's trying to solve. And even from that step, from when the account and the strategy team are trying to figure out the problem itself and what are, what are the human insights we can bring into this to, that's going to give us a fresh take on a creative solution? Like creative, creativity actually within the department starts way before creatives even touch a brief, um, way before that. And I think that's one of the things that I love about the whole process. Um, it starts with our clients who want to do breakthrough work. It starts with the account and the strategy team who are taking our client uh, challenges and trying to simplify it and make it um, at an insightful human element uh, then to pass it on to your creative team who are taking all of that inspiration and that juice and formalizing it into, um, you know, a solution for the client. So it's really, it's really a team effort. It isn't just, it doesn't just uh, rely on, on the creative departments, but, but, you know, I will say it's also, you know, advertising and marketing is one of those, it can be extremely subjective, right? When we are talking about characters and music and design and art, it's, it's extremely subjective and, you know, you do need to bring a lot of your passion and yourself into a um, a role and into the age that you're working on. Um, because, you know, I've, I've been in boardrooms where one person's voice have completely switched the entire boardroom table and we head down a direction that we would have never head down um, just because of that one passionate voice. So I would say it's a team effort, but it, you know, it requires passion for what you do and passion for your 
clients, uh, products or services for sure. So I, I get this Insight Magazine, right? And, and what I like about it is that some people just say, oh, print is dead. And you, know, you hear those old terms or what's the point of Canada Post or mail. But like you read this magazine, you're like, wow, look what can be done with mail campaigns and, and mail mixed with activation, mixed with digital and, and all these inspirations. But do you, do you ever read it and think like, why didn't I think of that, first of all? Or, or do you ever read it and think, oh, I thought of that. And I pitched it to my client a year ago and they said no. And look, they've just, this company won an award for it. So those two reactions, do you ever get those? Oh, uh, yeah, both. Both. I mean, okay. I will tell you 100%. No, 100%, 100%. Not to bring up dark places, but what is that oh, like? No, bring it up. Uh, bring it up. No, it's, uh, yeah, both of those are, are true and uh, exist uh, together. You know, I want to say every time I, I sit down and, and review sort of what's been happening in, in the advertising sphere in, in Toronto, but also around the world, I'm constantly like mentally smacking myself for not thinking about a certain campaign because it was right there on, on like my fingertips. Um, and at the same time, there, there are moments where you pitch an idea and for some reason, you know, there are so many reasons that um, a campaign doesn't go through. It could be budgets. It could be, it's not the right time. It could be, maybe we just didn't sell it in the right uh, way. So there are so many reasons for things not to happen, but definitely both of those exist yeah. 100%. And and then with that, the other one being like, when you get a great idea and you get inspired in that moment, um, what's that look like? What's that moment when you like maybe got an idea and you got to get it to the client and pitch it? And what's that kind of step-by-step -step process for people to understand? Sure. Like the process of, um, maybe um, ideation, like, like you got an idea in the shower or you're going for a walk and this, this moment, this idea came to you. And then how do you get it like in writing or in a, you know, the big boards, like in Mad Men, and then you present it to the client and then they say yes or no, or what's, what's that kind of process? Yeah. Like? Um, that's great. Yeah. So uh, I will say, first of all, the ideas, sometimes they do come from us as creative. Sometimes they come from clients themselves. Sometimes mm -hmm. they come from, I mean, we've been in places where a client has been so passionate about a certain challenge that they say, and they say something that's very personal to them, but it's like a, a slight of phrase or something that we take and we put in the briefs for the creative department because it was just such a, a, a singular way of looking at it. So sometimes ideas come from clients. It's not always just us with, with the ideas or the accounts, but when an idea I'll tell you that when I when I personally when I've landed on something exciting, I I can't sit still. Basically, I know because I it happens. You could be actually sitting down trying to think of an idea. It could be you're on a walk. It could be your partner says something. But whenever that happens to me, I I, I need to rush to a computer or a notebook and jot down like two pages of everything that comes to mind with that idea. And I can I mean I can feel. I feel very excited about it. Now, whether that excitement ends up leading to an actual good product or not is a whole other discussion, but that's how it starts when, when you know something, something is right. And sometimes it's just the impetus of something much bigger and better to come along. But, you know, I would say it can come on a personal level. It can also come a lot of, uh, a lot of teams, you know, you, as you might know that um, in advertising traditionally and still till today, usually they're, creative teams of, of two people, right? So an art director and a, a, a writer. Um, and I think equally important is a strategist role in, the, in that. But usually it also happens through a discussion of, of, of just you're sitting down, you're just trying to figure out what the problem is, what the issue is, and an idea comes along. For me, the 
the best way to create a um, an environment of good ideas is to just be as silly and foolish and um I would say like disruptive as possible. Like go after stuff that is offensive, stuff that doesn't make sense, stuff that you know you cannot do because on the way to that stuff that sounds crazy, you're going to land to something great. And then when that happens, you know, when we get, um, just to take you through the entire process of A to Z, when we get to something that excites us as, as creatives, we obviously share with the strategy department, uh, we share with the accounts department, and we have multiple huddles to make sure, you know, is this meeting, is this truly meeting um, the client's expectations? And is it truly um, communicating what they want us to communicate? We have a bunch of huddles about that. And then, you know, the winning ideas get to go to client. And uh, yeah, they're always, they're always fantastic meetings. And as much as, you know, agencies like to think that um, they, they know uh, a brand, no one knows the brand like the clients themselves. Yeah. No one understands it better than them. And a lot of times we go, super excited with say three ideas and then a client says something and we're just like, you know what? Like we can't even argue. You're right. You know, your brand sits so much more comfortably in these two other areas. So yeah, again, I'm, I mean, I don't want to keep repeating it, but I think it's such a, it's such a collaborative process process from A to Z, um, but a super, super engaging fun one. Yeah. No, that's awesome. And for you, like in, in kind of the, the day-to-day work that you do, like what's kind of the, the moments that gives you, inspiration or what's kind of a practical thing you do throughout the day that kind of keeps the juices flowing or is it like a, a meditation a book you read an exercise or is it just what does that look like yeah you know asking a creative where you get inspiration from is is uh, is a is a tricky question because it's sort of that that also that job where you don't know where you get inspiration from right like you don't know what's going to lead you down a path to something interesting, but I'll tell you what, what, what I do. Obviously I, I study wholeheartedly, um, what other agencies, what other countries around the world are doing in advertising. It's so, and for me, I find interesting, not just the end result. Like I'm, I'm super hungry about the strategy that went into that idea. How was that idea pitched? What did you guys, what did you guys have to do to get through that idea? I love the I almost love the making of an ad more than the ad itself. Like I love the end product. You're, you're I, like the math I'm, teacher who says, show me how you got there. Don't just, right? <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> that's exactly it. Yes, yes, yes. That's, ex- that's exactly me. And I, and I consume a lot of content that, that really uh, kind of brings to light the strategy and everything that went into great work. Because yeah. it's, it's funny when people look at great work or even – you know, I'm sure you've been in, 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 in boardroom as well, where it's like a brand is like, you know, I want to do what Apple is doing, or I want to do what this brand is doing, but you don't, you know, it's hard to truly understand what it means to do something like Apple used to do it, or what it means to do something like these big brands do it, because it takes a lot of risk. It takes a lot of sacrifice. It takes a lot of, uh, you know, a way of looking at things differently. So for me, that process of, of how uh, a communication comes together, I love, and I get that from, um, I read a lot of this group out of the UK. They're called the APG, so the Account Planning Group. Okay. And what they do is they go to you know the biggest campaigns of the year, and they do a study of everything from from A to Z. Wow! From the client's point of view, from the agency's point of view, of how and an, a campaign came together, I think is is phenomenal. Podcasts have made it 
so much easier because there's so much work or so many podcasts out there that are about advertising yeah. and also talk about the process, which is, which is uh, uh, great as well. Wow. Uh, including this uh, podcast that we're on currently, by yeah. the way, to give you props. No, it's amazing. I um, A book came out, and I'm trying to remember the name of it. It was by the, the founders of Rethink. It might have just been creative or creativity, but it was, it was a beautiful book. And it was a bit of kind of like what it's been like running an agency that does creative work. It was quite cool to see that. It was well designed, too, which was a nice bonus. I'm sure they had lots of designers at their disposal. Um, but but an incredible book, quite inspiring and quite cool. But I, I love this idea. Like it was kind of like the math teacher saying, show me your work and th this group out of the UA. So APG group, you're saying? APG group is a, is a fantastic resource, I, I find. that um, Yeah, that a lot of people might not be attuned to. There is a magazine also called Contagious Magazine, also out of the UK, mm -hmm. which is... For me, it's like the 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 top of the line um, magazine for advertising. They go wow. just into such depth about um, the strategy of of work. Um, they interview every party involved. I think it's just phenomenal work. And then, um, you know, the best way, uh, you know, I tell a lot of students as well is just to keep studying all the communication that's out there. Um, look at, try to think of what the strategy is of the work out there. Try to rewrite, go backwards. So what was the brief to get to that work? So right. for me, I find a lot of that stuff uh, inspiring. And then of course, like inspiration doesn't have to come from work itself. Like inspiration comes from outside of work. Actually, I'll tell you a funny story mm -hmm. about that. Um, so I've been into, you know, like freestyle battle rap for, I want to say 20 years. And it's funny that you, you, you freestyle rap. No, no, no. I, oh, I wish I did, but no, I would get demolished. No, I was just into uh, freestyle rapping battles. So the way it happened on street. Yeah, yeah. You, you, uh, you're like you're a big fan. You appreciate it. Big fan. Okay, okay. Fan that's it, amazing. Yes. And I, I grew and up so at a radio station, UBC, and BC had a radio station that would do it. I used to listen to it every morning because like uh, Adam Mills from my hometown and Brian White were always on there, and you'd try to like like you you cheer for your hometown hero, right? That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So so what I was trying to say is like I I loved that, and it's funny because. Just a couple of years ago, we got to do a freestyle, but a positive, a compliment yeah. battle for 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 our, our client uh, for Telus. Yeah. So we did a positive freestyle battle. You know, where freestyling is usually breaking people down. This was empowering people. So yeah. uh, what I mean about that is, it's it's. I mean, that came from my passion of the hip hop world outside of advertising, and it made its way into advertising. So inspiration. Uh, you know, obviously, I look to I look at. Um, architecture, I look at design, music is a huge yeah. inspiration for me. Yeah. Everything outside the world of advertising also makes its way somehow into uh, your work. That's amazing. What about, okay, the, the art and act of improv comedy or improv and, and nurturing that. I remember someone asked me once, like, how do I become good at marketing or, or, or you know, creativity? It's like if you take an improv class, right? Because then it's like you learn how to think on your feet, move and flow with what's happening in the room. Would you, have you seen that before? Would you encourage that? Oh, oh, yes, for sure. I mean, public speaking still is, is the number one fear of so many people. And it's funny because now it's kind of easier to just hide behind Zoom and hide behind Teams and, and, and get, get away with that. And, um, uh, yeah, improv. I mean, we've, we've had a lot of training sessions where they bring in comedians and they bring in um, uh, improv teachers to just teach you more of – it's not really about the answer. It's just about to how do you handle the unexpected yeah. uh, in your day-to-day -day line of work, which is ex extremely important. You do get, 
ask questions that you don't know the answers to, and it's okay to not know the answers to certain things. And you just need to figure out how do I get myself um, out of a, a sticky situation and turn it into something uh, positive. So yeah, improv and public speaking is ex- extremely important. Um, and it's funny, I tell, um, I, I tell students at OCAD, um, uh, e- even if you, even if you hate it, like just try to do as much as you, the only way you're going to get over it is by just doing yeah. a bunch of public speaking. So yeah. what I, what I used to do with my classes is every one of our classes, um, um, I would have students present in every single one of our classes. So I would select five to 10 students and they would present every single one just so that they can get comfortable with it. And, you know, 90% of the time, all of the students have become much better at speaking and handling conflict and challenges by the end of uh, a class, which is, which is fantastic. I think it's a yeah. super important skill to have. Yeah, no, that's, that's incredible. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. And for you, as far as, um, you know, kind of next, the future and like with all the changes in life and everything, like, does it affect your job at all being a creative? Like, you know, like the iOS changes or, you know, cookies and all all of the kind of technical Google Analytics. I I assume you you stay the course because you've been around since Mad Men days, creative directors. You're not going anywhere. Um, I mean, I hope not. Let's just say, I, I hope <laughs> but, you know, but, but as far as like whatever happens kind of in the, in the weeds, let's call it like in the kind of logistics mm-hmm. of things like that great concept, like, like the, I remember interviewing the guy who came up with the, the first WestJet Christmas idea, right? Like the Santa, the, everyone cried. It was kind of one of the first when Facebook really let things go viral. It did so well. But I remember him saying, I don't know if I can do it again. Like he's like every year he gets this incredible <laughs> immense pressure. Um, but, but the, the ideation, right. Those kind of like shower moments. They don't, you can't, robots can't do that. Um, no, thankfully not yet. At least, uh, um, I'm, I'm sure Elon Musk is working on something, but yeah, not, not, not yet. Um, but it is, yeah. I mean, I would say like every other job, there are a lot of challenges of being in the creative department or in advertising in general. And in the end, it's going to be 
going to boil down to how passionate you are and how much you love what you do. If you are, if you are enjoying what you're doing on a day to day, if you are working with a team of people who enjoy what they do and they love what they do, it's a pleasure to go to work and it's a pleasure to work with your clients and to figure out with your clients creative ways for them to get um, what they want to get across. So, you know, it, it is challenging. I, I will say it, it, there is a lot of late nights. There are a lot of early mornings. There's sometimes a, a lot of weekend work, but it's never dragged me down because it's, all been fun it's yeah. all been super enjoyable and and to your um to your earlier question of what um you know what is affecting i let's say our our industry um and you know all, all the stuff that is happening with cookies or with ai or with all that stuff yeah it does have an impact on advertising as well it more has an impact on um how our message comes across as opposed to what the message actually is because whatever medium you use in the end to get it across um you need to have a refreshing fresh perspective on something so um i would say as a creative and as an agency you're less worried about those kind of movements mm -hmm. and you're more just thinking about bigger trends that are taking uh, the world of advertising by storm yeah. like um um yeah like the, the the biggest one i would say is and obviously this is something that we're all attuned to this isn't um something you wouldn't have heard, but the, the, the most interesting one for us is how the fact that um, brands today have to do a lot more and say a lot less. And, yeah. and, and, and that's a, a very, wow. uh, you know, brands have always kind of known that, but the pandemic has really hyper accelerated that um, a lot of during the pandemic brands have realized they have to be authentic. They have to be transparent, but like above all, they have to um, show action. It's not more, it's not anymore about what, do we want to tell people it's how do we want to help people? Yeah. And I think that that shift is a, a monumental shift of, of thinking. Um, and it's, uh, it's going to lead to really interesting work and it's going to lead to better, you know, brands taking responsibility of the, the, the role they play in, in today's world. And we all, I mean, we all know how powerful brands are. Yep. People are, very attuned to the billions of dollars brands have to the sway they have on yeah. governments and yeah. policy. Like we, we are, we all know the power the brands have and, um, and people are holding them, um, uh, you know, are requiring brands and expecting them to yeah. help solve problems that maybe some governments in some countries aren't uh, able to solve. And I don't know if you remember, this is super, this was super interesting, uh, or, or to me at least during the pandemic, there was this website called did they help.com. Did you, did you hear about that? No, no, no. So there was this website that basically it was a crowdsourced website by, uh, volunteers in the US and Canada and around the world. And all it, all you had to do was type in the name of a celebrity or, or an organization, say Coca-Cola, yeah. and it would show you exactly what they're doing to, um, as a COVID response to help uh, Black Lives Matter, um, the response to LGBTQ plus rights. Wow. So right away it showed, um, yeah, everything they did. So, it, so it was very interesting because these days, if a brand is doing something incorrectly, they're gonna get called out on it. <laughs> right away and there was something yes. else uh sorry my my passion is bubbling up now no, please, you, please you won't hear the end of this but there was um i don't know if you heard about the gender pay gap bot oh, out of the uk i i heard about on international women's day anyone who posted yeah. about international women's day a, a thing responded and actually analyzed their staff 
pay, and that was incredible on International Women's Day. I was like, guys, it's incredible. I was like, I don't know if anyone realized that that was going to happen, but it was a ton. You know what I noticed though? The trend is higher ed. So a lot of universities and college were especially called out. That was usually where the biggest discrepancies were. Yeah, well, they did that because um, universities and colleges, all the salaries of every professor is public knowledge, so it's easier to get. Um, um, the discrepancy between what males are getting paid versus what females are getting paid, um, but yeah, it was it was a phenomenal, it was a phenomenal little bot, and it and, and it was funny to see brands go out there and say, you know, we are standing with women's, uh, you know, on International Women's Day, we stand up for women's rights yeah. and so on, and then you and then a bot will say, sure, but you have a thirty percent wage gap yeah. between, yeah. so you know, it's it's interesting because brands and companies are getting called out. Yeah. And so for me, this this shift from it's not about saying anything anymore. It's about doing. Yeah. And it's about action. And I think that's what uh, that's how the brands are really gonna um, become successful in the future. It's incredible. It's incredible. And and it's hard to hide anymore. Anything. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Incredible. You ready for rapid fire? I love it. Let's do it. Let's do this. Let's do this. Thank you for sharing so much incredible stuff. Um, what was your first ever job in life? This is so funny, and I promise I'm not making this up. But my first ever job actually was working for a company called Airmex, which is basically the Canada Post of of the the Middle East way back when. So my first job was was sorting mail, and it's funny because right now our partners are Canada Post, so that's really funny. It's good. It was meant to be. It was meant to be. I guess so. amazing. <laughs> um, are you a night owl or an early bird? I'm I'm both depending on on the week. Yeah. So there's some nights where I'm up until one or two a.m. Yeah. trying to crack a brief, and there's some briefs where I need to be up and running like three, four k yeah. before the day starts because there's so much happening. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's awesome. Um, are you a cat or a dog person? A hundred percent dog person. What was the first thing that you ever marketed? First thing that I ever marketed was a a handheld mixer. Like a kitchen mixer by Braun. Amazing. I don't know if you're familiar with yeah, that German yeah, product. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. Okay, dark or milk chocolate or the controversial white chocolate? It's got to be milk chocolate. Yeah, nice. What is your? It's got to be. It's got to be perfect. Perfect. Um, what is your favorite word right now? Favorite word? I think coming out of COVID, I have to say empathy. Empathy. Nice. Uh, what's the last charity you supported financially or with your time and why? Um, I would say two charities, Sick Kids is always something that, that I have a huge heart for yeah. just because they're doing incredible work for, for people that need it. Yeah. And uh, another charity, charity that we support and work with is called Until the Last Child. And they basically work with uh, foster kids in Canada. It's incredible. Incredible. Uh, what's a movie that you just love? You could watch over and over and over again. The Blair Witch Project. Wow. Okay, I didn't expect that. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was it was brilliant when it came yes. out. And going back to what we were talking earlier, because uh, I I talk about it in, in at OCAD as well. Funny enough, the way they marketed that yes. oh, movie oh, is come on. is a beautiful case study yeah. of, of communication. So I, I love everything about it from A to Z. That is uh, that's that's incredible. That's a first on this show here. So it's great. Um, <laughs> a bit dark, but no, you know, yeah. no. I remember watching it before I went camping. Bad idea. Don't watch it before you go camping. Um, they I, otherwise it was also famous because of how they filmed it. It was like handheld cameras. They just edited it. like they. It was yeah, like shot on iPhone type. Yeah, of thing. I, yeah. 
And there's, I mean, I can talk for hours yeah. about it. There's also just the way that they, you know, the actors signed this lease where they basically disappeared when the movie launched. Yeah. So people actually couldn't find them and thought they were missing. And there's mm-hmm. just a whole amount of things where they just made it feel so real wow. that, uh, yeah. that is just, yeah, that's just amazing. About Getting shivers from that, remembering. <laughs> um, what's your favorite song or album on repeat right now? I'm I'm really eating up a lot of Anderson Pack okay. right now. He just he's so jovial and he's just so upbeat. And even if you just look at him, he, the dude always has a big smile on his yep. face, and it's just it's contagious. Cool. Uh, if you weren't doing this job in another kind of multiverse world, what would you be doing with your life? It would definitely be music. I'd yep. probably be like a music producer or yep. or something to do with music. Nice. What's an app on your phone you just can't live without? Um. I mean, I guess Spotify. I know that's an yeah. easy answer, yeah, but it's got to be it's got to be Spotify for me. I'm I'm just I'm always listening to music yeah. throughout the day. No, that's awesome. And and uh, my brother used to make me mix CDs growing up, and so I feel like Spotify has replaced <laughs> my brother because it makes me these mix playlists for me, and it and it knows me so well. And I'm like, oh, Spotify, you, you. That's awesome. <laughs> it, it really does. Yeah. The algorithm is phenomenal. Yeah. I I used to um I used to have to spend so much time digging through blogs to find good music and now it's just served to me it's a yeah. it's a it's a phenomenal yeah no amazing um favorite children's book favorite children's book um uh well, that's a good question i would say um the name slips my mind what, what is the the far side it's not a book but maybe it's the comics the yeah, far yeah, side yeah comics, they're I incredible it's just no, they're genius they're just oh. so they're so inspirational yes. and and it's, I, I actually use it to also inspire me sometimes for just to get a different perspective. Because if you look at the skits yeah. and yeah. it's just an amazing source of inspiration. Yeah. It's so funny. It's just, uh, yeah. It's not that and the far side version of our industry, Mark Kunist. I don't know if you follow him, Tim, Tom Fishburne, but he, he put yes. out a book as well. It was, it was quite great. So I, uh, he's like the far side of the ad industry. It's, it's quite good. Oh, that's amazing. Um, best thing you ever bought for under $10? Best thing I ever bought for under $10. It'd probably be like... Um, I don't know, a pair of running socks. Yeah, yeah. no, that's great. That's a great yeah. one. Uh, what's the most important thing you've ever changed your mind about? Um, I think I want to say everything. I want to yeah. say even things that I thought you will never change my mind on. Just a different perspective always just opens up how important having diversity at the table uh, yeah. is so i think um um yeah um, that's kind of a non-answer but yeah, yeah it's got to be it's got to be everything yeah no oh, it's awesome genius um business or marketing books that you'd recommend business or marketing books okay there's uh, there are there are so many i will say i love the um the dnad uh, copy book so that it's a book that just kind of has a, the, some of the best um, ads out there, old copywriters, which is which is a big source of inspiration for me. Yeah. I mentioned Contagious Magazine. I think that's a big one. Um, this, is a, this is an old one and most, I guess, advertising heads will know it, but, but uh, Ogilvy on advertising yeah. Yeah. is still a, 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 great, uh, a great book. And then uh, Communication Arts is something that a lot of people in the ad world know about, but it's also an amazing publication that is... Uh, yeah, that's very inspiring. No, that's really cool. That's great. Um, podcast, outside of this one, that you'd recommend and that you listen to that you find helpful, or even just newsletters or websites that you go for inspiration? 
Um, no podcast. There's a ton. There's um, I got like my my Candleland for my oh, independent journalism. Yes, that's yes. super oh, important. So good, Jesse and the team. It's, yeah, it, they're fantastic. Yeah, yeah they're they're a huge huge props to them. And then um, you know we talked a little bit about what goes behind the process of making something. There are two um, podcasts called Song Exploder and and the podcast called And the Writer Is. Oh. And what they do is they speak to a the musicians or the band about how a song came to being from, from A to Z, basically. Yeah. How did you get inspired? How did the lyrics of the songs come about? So that I love. And um, um, one that I've been eating up uh, is called Everything is Alive. And you being in the podcasting world, yeah. I think might like it. Basically, it's someone interviewing inanimate objects. So that might, they might interview <laughs> a mug or a pillow or a lamppost. And it's just the, the writing is brilliant. If we're going to listen to one episode, listen to the lamppost episode. Okay. It's it's beautifully written. But that's, uh, again, I just love the completely different perspective that that gives me and, and a different voice that gives to things. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Oh, wow. That is really cool. Um, life hack that you'd be willing to share? Life hack. Um, I would say don't be afraid to sort of break the rules. Yeah. Um, and, I, you know, I... Obviously, I don't mean doing something illegal or, or offensive, but uh, I find, um, you know, don't be afraid to just think outside of the little play box that people are putting you in um, because that always leads to something super interesting. Yeah. It's, it's that voice that is going one way while the rest of the voices are going another way. That's the voice that I think people should follow. So, yeah, follow your instincts and there will be challenges along the way and you will trip and fall but um yeah don't don't be afraid to continue being brave in everything that you do it's amazing uh, I, this would be easy for you with uh, working with students all the time but what are the job skills required for this kind of new economy that we're living in this new time what do you look for when you you hire new people or you kind of inspire students to to work on yeah i think um for me the number one thing that i look at is is just a passion for for that industry. Someone who is passionate about advertising is going to be someone who studies a lot of ads, who's watched a lot of ads, who knows people behind the ads, the agency behind the ads. So having that one passion arms you with so many skill sets that you need. And you know, I tell I used to tell my students a lot of times that advertising it's like you you know what a great idea is, but you're all the way nowhere close to it and you're on your, your just your work is slowly getting up to the work that is being applauded on international circuits. So um, I think when you have passion for something, whether it's advertising or anything else in general, you're going to put your heart and your soul into it, and it's not going to feel like work. Mm. And that's the most important thing. When it doesn't feel like work, yeah. when it feels like something you love, you, you cannot match. You cannot match someone's passion uh, for a role. It's amazing. Well, thank you for joining us today. This was this was incredible. Very inspiring. I have so much to think about. I, I love your your moment about it, it's more about brands do than what they say. And, and, and how do you wrestle with that over the next, next year, especially as you put out creative and campaigns and, and marketing uh, assets? Yeah, no, it's a it's a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. This has been uh, this has been fantastic. You guys are doing an amazing job of everyone that you're showcasing. It's a ton of fun. And and it's super inspiring to listen to everything you guys are doing. So, so keep up the, the amazing work. Uh, yeah, super humbling to be on this. Thank you very much. Thanks very much. Uh, we'll see everyone next time on the show. And don't forget to uh, subscribe for free to Insight Magazine. Uh, they will ship it to your home. 
your uh, whatever home you're, you're living in at the moment as of today, your Airbnb rental, your office maybe that you go to, your co-working space. Uh, but again, a really cool magazine full of inspiration, ideas. Uh, there's no ads in it, which is also really cool. And, and you know that all throughout it, um, you know, it might give you that kind of catalyst to, to think, again, of new ideas and creative. And, and really, maybe it'll also give you those moments of darkness of like, oh, I, I, I should have thought of that. Or I did think of that, but the client didn't listen or my company didn't listen. But but all that to say, they're great magazines to subscribe to. Uh, link in the uh, show notes to subscribe. And uh, we'll see you next time on the show. Thanks for listening to Marketing News Canada. For more episodes and other great stories from Canadian marketers, visit marketingnewscanada.com. All episodes are recorded in the Jelly Marketing Studio thanks to our producer, Chris Penner, and editors, Travis Jeffers and The Podfather. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.